Mother's Day and Father's Day come around the same time every single year. And with that occurrence of that holiday coming up, the debate of whether a single mother should be recognized on Father's Day always is sparked. And for me, the simple answer is no. A mother is not a man. A man is not a woman. A mother cannot help a son navigate manhood like a father cannot help a daughter navigate womanhood. There's things that a child can only get from the same-sex parent, and everybody got their day. So why you can't just be recognized on your day? Because a single father cannot be recognized on Mother's Day. And if he does, he will be ostracized, he will be demonized, he'll be every negative thing you can think of for doing that. And it's like, you already have your own holiday that's 10 times bigger than Father's Day, that gets 10 times more recognition than Father's Day. You, is a big plus for um, the food industry because people go out to eat with their mothers and mothers just get more recognition than fathers, unfortunately, because of the, the negative narrative out there about fathers and how, you know, mothers are sacrificial and they do what they can for their children and um, the fact that the narrative is the mother takes the brunt of childbearing responsibilities or a whole bunch of stuff that I don't want to get into. So with that being said, happy Father's Day to all the men that are fathers or father father figures, grandfathers. Um, I hope that you're celebrated by your family and you enjoy your time with them. And let's get into this conversation. Today, I want to speak on the state of the black father and reasons of reasons to why they are absent not always but some reasons why and to be clear clear crystal clear very clear that black fathers aren't the only absentee fathers if you didn't know thank you so um i'll start with speaking on my own experience with my father I have always known who my father was. I never not knew who my father was. I knew where he worked. I knew where he lived. I knew how to reach him. So I never not had my father. So um, yeah, as you grow up, you know, relationships could be, could have been better. Things could have done, be done, could have been done differently. Um, but I did have my father in my life um, if I needed something I knew how to ask for it I was a very good communicator as a kid <laughs> so <clears throat> one of the reasons um, that play a role in the presence of a black father in a household is um, has to do with the mother the black mother so in some cases you know there are black fathers that just don't want nothing to do with the child 
they have a, I guess what you would call a first family. They have a family, they already married. They have kids with another woman and they don't want this other kid to disrupt what they got going on. So they will abandon the child and have nothing to do with the child. Um, and then some people just don't like to deal with the, uh, the other parent because they may just not like them. And that creates a very bad situation for the child because a lot of times that present parent out of anger that, that, that the other parent doesn't want to be or the father doesn't want to be present, they, they will feed the kid um, different things. So like if they just don't like each other, they will be, they feel like, well, your daddy don't really love you and things like that, that fuel the child to almost like hate, hate the father without even knowing what is factual or not. And, um, and like the situations where the father just don't want to have anything to do with the child. A lot of times, you know, children know that very early on that their father doesn't want any part of it. And that, that shapes a child tremendously because they feel like my daddy don't want me. And so it's like a part of them is like forever broken because it's like, I'm a part of this person. This person want nothing to do with me. And um, uh, that happens too. And then sometimes women don't want men around because they can't get any money out of them or they don't, they can't get the kind of money that they want out of them. So they, they hold the children over their head and um, which can create a very dangerous um, situation. You, We've seen countless stories of people going through child custody battles, nasty child custody battles. You've seen several men kill the whole, kill the kids, kill the woman or kill the woman and kill himself because um, the woman is making it difficult for him to have a relationship with his children and holding the children over his head. Like, if I don't get this, you're not going to see your children. And that's not fair because you have so many fathers that want to be present and it can only benefit your child unless they're not a good person. But I'm only speaking for the people, the men who are good fathers who are good people who only want good for their children you know is that that can be a lot of stress and pressure that 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 a person is put under to not be able to have any type of relationship with the child that their seed created and like um and then you know you see like episodes on this YouTube channel called Pink Book of Court Cases and stuff like that, where you actually see the women, like they're in court, like the man is already paying child support and like they want to take him for everything he got. And I, I just be thinking sometimes like, is the expectation is for you to get child support and this child never have a relationship with this man? Because if you getting X amount of dollars in a month to take care of this child. And then that child still spends time with the father. That means he have to, he has to um, spend more money. So when that child of children is with him, 
He has to be able to house them. He has to be able to feed them. He has to be able to clothe them because I've heard of some women doing that. Like when they send them by their father, they send them with no clothes. So it forces the father to buy them clothes. And I don't know, it's just, um, I, I, I think people take creating children and having children very lightly. And they have children with people that they know are not going to be what they think a father should be for a child. And a lot of times you see the signs before it happens and people are just so sex driven. Like you let pleasure just negate all that stuff. And then you have a child by this man and he's not doing what you think he should do. So you almost force him, you have to force him to do it. It's like, if, if you could have chosen a better person to have that child with where you don't feel like you have to force him to buy clothes for his children to pay for stuff pertaining to his children and um and all that stuff and then and then uh a lot of women are like upset when a man moves on he has a new woman so now he can't see his kids because he with a new woman because he can't have her kids around a new woman um, and then just the state of their relationship period, they may not be uh, any people that can come together and have any semblance of a relationship, even if it's for the sake of the kids. And that ultimately makes it bad for the children. And children see everything, they're very smart. They, they, they catch on to stuff way faster and they carry that stuff on into their adulthood and they feel like this is the way this is a way a woman should be a woman should raise her kids by herself a woman should not have to have a man to raise a child with and that's the total opposite like a mother and father equally plays a role in that child's life hence you cannot have a child without sperm and an egg so it's, it's like certain things that happen in life, the reason why there's two parts is a reason. It's not just because, oh, I want this baby, so I just need to get somebody's sperm, or I want this baby, so I just need to get somebody's egg. Like, it's a reason why it takes two to tangle. Like, you know, the most high didn't design uh, people just to procreate like there's supposed to be family units and things where as a unit you have a bigger impact and a bigger um, chance for change in this world versus if you are doing it all by yourself and don't have anybody to lean on to share the responsibilities to with and then uh, another reason for the state of the black father is child support so you do have a lot of fathers or daddies or like what they're like to call sperm donors you have um a lot of people that are put on child support the ideal from day one is if you don't do this i'm putting them on child support but it creates such a vicious cycle so say if he he um say if he isn't giving you any money and you put him on child support and then they base it off of whatever the government has 
determine the percentage based on um, the um, gross income every year. So yeah, say you get that money and then um, say he can't pay it. And then now he's gonna get incarcerated eventually at some point if he doesn't pay it. And it just kind of creates like a, a vicious cycle where, you know, maybe he could have just chose a better mate, I guess. I don't know. But um, I think child support, child support, like, I agree. Everybody got to take care of their responsibilities. No child asked to come here. So you made the decision and you did the deed to create that child. You gotta support that child. You gotta be present for that child. And if you don't want to, you know, unfortunately there is a government intervention that would make it so you don't have any choice. So I'm not speaking to people who don't wanna take care of their children. I'm speaking to people who, like men who do wanna take care of their children where there could have been some off the table agreement where you could have had your own contract drafted up saying that, hey, I agree to give you X amount of dollars on X day uh, for X amount of years. You both could have signed it and that would have, you know, it, it would have stood up. So if he doesn't pay it, you know, you have grounds to challenge it because it was a, a legal agreement. But a lot of times, you know, you see women taking men who who want to be present in their children's life but live in a separate household. You see them take them in for everything they got. And when they fall on hard times and they lose their job, they end up getting back child support. And then they get thrown in jail, jail for back child support when they may have fallen on a real bad time. It's like... Some of these mothers in the government definitely don't care because it, it it essentially creates revenue for them. So if a father is unable to pay child support, we're going to get that money back in, in jail time, essentially, because as we know, the prison, the prison jail system is a very lucrative business. And the more people in there, the more money they make. Um, so child support destroys is another reason for absentee fathers because then you have fathers too that will never <laughs> sign a birth certificate so then they're not on the hook because you can't there's no nothing legally saying that they're the father or like on the paternity court shows on TV you see where in some states where if she say he the father they automatically just put him on the paper or if you legally marry, that man is assumed to be the father, even in some cases where he's not the biological father. And uh, you have people that signing a birth certificate that's not the father. It, it come, it proves that it comes back to prove that they're not the the biological father. So it's just parents not having the best relationships, and I can see how it happens because. A lot of time, a lot of parents have their children when they're younger. So probably between, let's say, 18 and 18 and let's say 20, 29, right? They have their children within the span. This is the first 
time for a lot of people where you're tapping into your independence. You're making your own decisions and you're, you're trying to navigate that. And then boom, you have a baby in the picture. And so you're trying to make whatever best decision you think you should be making as to how to support this kid, how to, if you're still with the other parent, how to navigate a relationship with the other parent, and if they're not present in a home, how do you get this person, man or woman, to engage and be there for your child? So, you know, I think a lot of the child support issues come from a play of people being younger and not always making the best decisions as to being realistic of like what happens if we get pregnant you know what does that mean for both of us how does that change both of us and having like conversations even the thought to have conversations like that even if you're married you know if you're married it's not always guaranteed that that person's gonna be there if that person you know it's, it's it has happened men has have left their families you know, but I'm rambling a little bit on that. But the next reason which ties into child support is government intervention in the family. So you have the on-site of um, government assistance in the form of WIC, um, food stamps, Section 8 vouchers. And through that, you start seeing the shift of the Black Family Unit. So a lot of these policies came into play like probably in the 1960s, even though food stamps did, um, were created in the 1930s around the um, Great Depression to get people out of that period where the stock market crashed and things like that. But that program was actually stopped in 1943 where the need was no longer there. But under uh, President Kennedy, he actually reinstated um, the food stamp program and then you know a lot of the other government assistance a lot of those things got instated around that time and you can actually see the changes of the black family that that happened maybe the next 10 years where you start to see a lot more black single mothers and you start to see a lot more absentee fathers. And um, in my opinion, the government um, intervention into the family life is what changed a lot of the dynamic. And, um, and, and fathers, black, I'm gonna say black fathers being present. Because now, you if a woman got on, um, receive the Section 8 voucher or any government assistance such as food stamps, that man could not be present. You know, I don't know if they still do it, but when you have a Section 8 voucher, they will pop up and do a visit and they will they will check whoever's in that house. And it and a man if a man is in that house, they're taking the voucher. So what my theory on what happened is, you know, especially after World War II, you had a lot of black men come back here as veterans that had fought in the war, but they didn't get the benefit of their service. You know, they didn't get the GI Bill that a lot of their white counterparts got and a lot of the benefits from 
the war that would have set them and their families up. Um, so, you know, you most likely you had women making a choice, like, I have this man, he's come back from his war, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of men do get, um, do get PTSD and things like that from war, so who knows how that man came back here. And then the jobs that was available were probably low-wage jobs, jobs that he had, he didn't have enough money to provide for a large family because the reality was a lot of uh, families, especially prior to, I guess, the 1980s, I guess between 1980s and up, they were pretty large families. There, there was, um, they would have uh, multiple children, like not just two children, probably like four children and plus. So now you have a large family you have to provide for and your wages is not what they're, um, what they're supposed to be to take care of you, your wife, and all your children. And then whatever else comes with that. So, you know, government assistance gave a woman a consistent, like a like a guaranteed um, way to know that they would have housing and food. So women started to take the option. They started to get rid of their men because the man could not be present for them to get those types of, types of assistance. So... Now you see the change of the family dynamic. You have women raising the children by themselves and you have absentee fathers. And um, and also another thing that played into role in that role is the feminist movement. You know, um, the feminist movement, a lot of their ideology was to, to allow women to, to gain certain rights that men already had but in that it created a dynamic of women being self-sufficient and self-sufficient in a way where they needed a man for nothing like if you want to have a little bit want to have a baby you go to that sperm bank right and it's pushing a lot of that narrative like you can do everything a hundred percent by yourself but the thing was the feminist movement wasn't for every type of woman, but every type of woman actually took on that 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 persona, and they started to live like that, and they started to, you know, change the dynamic of their families, because you know, I'm self-sufficient, why I gotta wait on him to get the few little pennies he gonna make when I can get this assistance, and I could probably get more just in the assistance. And I know like with food stamps, they have some people that get like cash on the cards too. So, you know, this was a big period where a lot of women probably was like, why do I need a man? So now you start, it's like, it's a, it's a cycle that we are, we are really starting to see the effects of now in the last probably the last 20 years because you have you have boys that don't have any guidance you have girls that don't have any guidance either because you know they're emulating their mama and their mama doing you know who knows what and displaying that and they don't have a father to say no nah, she can't do that we we're not doing that 
he have a vicious cycle where you change the whole dynamic of what womanhood is, what manhood is, and um, what what you should be doing or not doing in respect to other people and respect to yourself too. And um, you can see it in almost every aspect of life, even with um, gang affiliations and stuff like that. You can see the changes in that because once upon a time, all those notorious gangs, those people intent was not to kill their own people. The intent of it was for them to come together and fight against the people who were trying to destroy them. But now it's totally different. It's territorial. They killed somebody who looked just like them. And and even at one point when they started to, you know, kill each other, there was rules like you couldn't you couldn't kill children, you couldn't kill elderly people. Like there was like rules. But now it's fair game. Anybody can get killed, and it just shows you of how. The destruction, especially of the black family unit, has really changed how black people are as a whole. We're a very divided people. You can't you can't even get your family members to agree on something that's gonna benefit the whole family. If 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 you went to your family today and say, Hey, I got this idea, if it's twenty let's say it's twenty of us and if we all can give $10 every month in this pot and create a trust or whatever. If we can do this, put money in this pot, $200 with all of us putting $10, or even if it's 40 of y'all, $5 a month. If everybody can commit to $5 and everybody give that $5, that's $200 we got in a month. Or if we do it every two weeks, that's $400 we got in a month. And then with that money, we can we can start investing in property. We can start investing in our experiences, as families, and taking trips and having the money to take trips and doing all types of things. But you can't you can't even get your family to agree on one thing because it'll be somebody like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna keep my little ten dollars. I need my little ten dollars. But they, you know, they missed the whole point of like. What what's the what's the bigger picture? Like, do you want your grandchildren or your children to have the exact same life experience as you? Do you not want them to elevate at all? And if you can't even get your own family to get on board, just imagine it's hard. It's even harder to get somebody you see walking up the street to come together and do something. It's just so mis so much mistrust among black people with. Like, well, if we giving our money, who who got control over the money? Because I don't want nobody taking out my money and stuff like that. Because it's just so much distrust, so much division. Where, you know, now we're really seeing the state of that union being broken down. How it shows up now. Because we nobody in this time can do anything even remotely to what they did. Like in Montgomery, Alabama with the boys boycott. If, if it came today and we had to do a bus boycott, that would never work because it would be somebody saying, oh, I got to get to work. I'm going to take that bus. I ain't walking. I ain't waiting on no ride from nobody or somebody got a car. I ain't giving all them people no ride. You know? Crazy, right? <laughs> um, and then 
you have things like a loss of respect for yourself too. You know, you see it like in music and all on social media, men don't have respect for themselves and women don't have respect for themselves. And I'm talking about black people. I'm not speaking for nobody else because I can't speak for nobody else, right? Um, but you see how they exploit themselves, how in the music the men talk about killing each other or if I see him, I'm going to get him or talking about all the women that they have and things like that and women, how they display their bodies just so freely for money and to have this um, type of lifestyle, you know, where it, it comes at the cost of themselves. So that 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 is a representation of that breakdown too and how um and some of the reasons for the state of the black father because if you don't respect yourself you ain't gonna respect nobody else you know what i'm saying if you if you don't if you don't walk in a world with the respect of yourself you definitely not gonna have any value for anything or anybody else. And then um, the biggest thing is, you know, choosing wisely who you decide to have children with. You know, children. You know, it's the old time saying that, you know. You can't, you can't, you can't make somebody love you by having a child with them. That child is not going to make that person love you. Um, that that child is not going to keep anybody, and that child is not going to automatically make somebody become responsible. And a lot of times, even minus children in the equation, you have um, when you have relationships with other people, the the, the signs of how they are as people are always there. And it's like, it's always like the things that attract you to a person that you admire about a person, a lot of times end up being the same things that you're like starting to despise about, about them. And a lot of times people traits on how you think they're gonna show up if they have a child or they have you as a responsibility. That stuff is always there. Like if it's a selfish person that don't have any, that don't make time for you or make space for you in their life and you feel like you're always running behind them, don't have no child with that person. Because the dynamic is not gonna automatically change because now they have a child in this world. Some people don't detach from that kind of um, mannerism. And um, a lot of a, a lot of what happens too is like when a woman gets pregnant, dang on mosquito. When a woman gets pregnant, a man doesn't have any say so on whether on whether that woman keeps or gets rid of that baby. So you know, even though he is the seed that contributes to creating that baby. He can't tell that woman, get rid of that baby, or don't get rid of my baby. That woman makes a decision based on how, how she feels fit. And so you do have people that elect to be single mothers because, you know, you see different situations where a man may give the woman money for abortion 
and the woman don't get the abortion. And then now you have a child in the world that the man didn't necessarily agree to having. And then either he gets put on child support or he never shows up, never signs the birth certificate, never acknowledged being his kid father. And from day one, you're a single mother. It's, it's so crazy the different things that go into absent fathers, black fathers especially. You know, now there are some horrible men out there who just don't want to do right and don't want to do right by his children. And they allow either what they've been shown or um, to be the way to handle things and never think to grow beyond that. And, you know, they just, they just don't care. And they just, they just can live life knowing that I got a child out there that's navigating this world without me. And unfortunately, that happens too. But I say all that to say, it's not one reason why a father's absent, black father's absent. And, um, but even in the absence of some black fathers in households or in relationships and with their children, we can't not celebrate the fathers that show up every day for their children, that show up every day for their families. And allowing them to have one day out of the year, one day, at least the one day that's designated for them, for them to be celebrated um, and know that what they're doing is being appreciated. No, don't take it from them. Single mothers, you got Mother's Day. You celebrate, you celebrate them every day of the year. You know, don't take away from the good fathers out there and good father figures that they're doing their thing. Is all I was trying to say. Um, yeah, so I cannot speak to an absentee father or not know my father at all because that wasn't the case for me. And I can say growing up around me, you know, I've known people who who may have never known their father. And I know a lot of people who do know their father, but may not have a relationship with them. And I know a lot of people, like especially my cousins, like they've always known their father. They know their, their parental side of the family, all that stuff. Like I grew up with, I grew up with my father's side of the family. Um, so, you know, is even though it does occur and then even though you do know your father and you have a relationship with your father you know doesn't mean that your mother isn't not a single mother because a lot of people do grow up in single mother households that that is a, a big occurrence and um in my experience was i always knew my daddy I always knew where to find him. I knew everything about him, I guess, you know, a kid, you know. <laughs> but um, I would I would say, as an adult, I have a much better relationship with my father. Um, as I've grown up and kind of learned how 
how old they were at the time and how they were still, how, not them, how he was still navigating things in his personal life. Just him being a man and realizing that sometimes people don't make the best decision at the time and there's sometimes reason behind that and as a kid you may not understand like why why you know why and um as an adult i'm getting a lot of those answers and what 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 super close relationship we didn't have when i was a little girl where we're having that as an adult and i think that's pretty cool that even though it may have not started off in the ideal way for me that as an adult I get to I get to have more of an influence on how it goes too so you know say if you know as a parent it was just the parent having to make the effort because as a kid it's like I don't have a vehicle I can't just meet you somewhere or I can't just go somewhere and by myself and stuff like that so it was very parent dependent you know as far as like how to push the relationship but as an adult if i want to talk to him i can call him whenever i can meet him whenever if i want to see him i know he live you know what i'm saying it's just more like being more intentional on how i feed into the relationship and um, now that I have more control to do so.